2012, only 12% of organizations indicated that they had appointed a chief data officer. In our 2019 survey, 67.9%. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Data Masters podcast from Tamer. I'm Nate Nelson, sitting with Mark Marinelli, head of product at Tamer, who's going to introduce the subject and guest of today's show. Mark, how are you? I'm doing fine, Nate. How about you? Good. So on this episode, we're going to talk about how the CDO role has evolved from being centered around compliance and regulation to one that's focused on driving business revenue. That's one takeaway from a survey of 300 C-suite executives and financial institutions on the topic of data and digital transformation. So we're going to hear from the creator of that survey, Randy Bean. He's the founder and CEO of New Vantage Partners, which has been conducting that survey since 2012. New Vantage advises Fortune 1000 clients on using data to improve business operations. He'll talk about what makes for a successful CDO, where the CDO should sit in an organization, and why data initiatives need to be tied to business goals. Okay, here is Randy Bean. Welcome, Randy. Thanks for sitting with me. Your report contains a lot of varied data, but here we're going to focus on your findings regarding the role of the chief data officer. Can you speak to how the CDO role has been changing and becoming more defined in recent years? Well, this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart, and I could speak for hours on this. But let me give you some of the highlights, both uh, from a data perspective and anecdotally. Um in 2009, following the financial services crisis, uh, one of the partners of our firm was actually hired to be the first enterprise chief data officer of a top uh, four bank, uh, in this case, Citigroup. So was very much witness to the uh, establishment of this role fr- from the outset. And uh, in the early 2000s, uh, and the, I should say uh, it was uh, two, 2009 when this individual was uh, appointed. So in the early 2010s, I wrote a number of articles extolling the need of organizations to appoint a chief data officer and how this role could be critical in helping organizations become data-driven and get a handle on their data. Um, the The... The reality has turned out uh, to be much different than the initial uh, expectations. It was probably uh, naive uh, on my part and naive on the industry to expect that any single individual or any single role could could tackle all of the challenges that organizations face in terms of managing data, both because of the proliferation of data and the um, and the coordination that's required for an organization to be effective. This doesn't sound like great news by the way you're speaking about it. Uh, what does the data tell us? How many companies are making space to appoint CDOs? In 2012, uh, in our first survey, only 12% of organizations indicated that they had appointed a chief data officer. In our 2019 survey, 67.9% had indicated that they now had a chief data officer, so a sharp increase, uh, more than fivefold during that period. Uh, But in 2020, there was a slight decline to 57.3%. 
And among the things that we're seeing is that many organizations have become uh, disillusioned uh, with their expectations of the chief data officer role for a number of reasons. Among the largest banks that I've referred to, uh, a number of them are on their fourth, fifth, or even their sixth iteration of the chief data officer over the course of the past decade. Uh, some firms uh, that we work with, prominent firms, have uh, abandoned or temporarily stepped away from the role of the chief data officer. Uh, a lot of it has to has had to do with the expectations of the role. Randy is painting a picture there of a little bit of a disenchantment, maybe, with individual CDOs, with some companies having already filled the role multiple times and some just, you know, giving up. Um, why do you think successful CDOs are so hard to find? Well, we're asking a lot from the CDO because um, we're looking for someone to drive collaboration across two camps. That's that's IT and business. We're still trying to figure out how to work together after 30 years. Um, there's there's a gulf in skills, in spheres of influence, in agendas that's not going to be closed overnight by anyone. Um, the talent necessary to make that happen isn't common. Uh, you have to find someone who possesses the technical know-how to go deep with IT and understand what, what they're doing and why they're doing it, but also the business acumen to find the most valuable uses for data across a never-ending stream of projects. That Finding both of those in, in one body is, is not as easy as you'd think. Yeah, but come on, Mark. I mean, as you just mentioned, these two sides of that coin have been working together over many decades. So you're telling me that there aren't plenty of people with sufficient cross IT business experience out there ready to do this kind of work? Well, th there's certainly been people working at, at the boundaries. They've been working, um, you know, struggling to work together. But um, there's there's lots of CDOs, I think, who've either been the, the most business savvy member of IT or the most technical member from the business side. Um, but only now, after a lot of experimentation, are we seeing more clearly defined role and some devoted specialization aligned to the particular needs of the position. Um, you know, these are things like, how do I prioritize projects across multiple departments and IT resource pools? Um, how do I uh, have executive representation of this function? Uh, those really go beyond the skills that were required to play on, on either team historically. We've seen a shift in the expectations over the course of the past decade. Um, initially, in the early 2010s, uh, many organizations had hired the chief data officer largely for regulatory and compliance initiatives, what we call the defensive role. In recent years, more and more organizations are aspiring to hire chief data officers to uh, play a role in revenue generation, new product development, playing more of an offensive role. A number of the folks that initially were hired into the chief data officer role became frustrated that uh, most of their time was being spent on defensive regulatory and compliance initiatives as opposed to offensive revenue generation and business business growth initiatives. Uh, similarly, there was frustration on the part of organizations in terms of uh, what were the skills that made an effective chief data officer. Uh, in, in our survey, and it's varied over the course of the past several years, but um, there's been a, a breakout in terms of the primary skills that 
organizations equate with chief data officer success. So the the first uh, criteria is external change agent or an outsider, and that's grown substantially. In 2018, it was roughly a third that identified this as the criteria, and in 2020, it's roughly half. So that's somebody from who comes from outside, brings a fresh perspective, can shake up the organization, and operate in that fashion. Um, in 2018, almost equivalent numbers said that uh, an effective chief data officer had a, to be a company veteran or an insider who knew how the organization operated, knew how to get things done, could be effective working within that organization. But that numbers declined to roughly half of that, 15.8% in 2020. In other words, organizations seem to be concluding that the insider even though they know how the organization works, they don't understand how to transform an organization uh, in such a critical way as um, uh, to become data-driven requires. There was also several other um, responses in terms of the successful chief data officer. Um, in 2018, just over 10% thought it should be a line of business executive who owns business results and nearly a quarter now believe it should be somebody who owns business results. So in other words, tying the CDO to revenue responsibility. Again, that remains low for most organizations, but more and more organizations are aspiring to that. And then the two other criteria that were uh, mentioned as um, criteria for a successful chief data officer, one being a data scientist or analytics leader, but that seems to have declined uh, in recent years, and other being a technology executive, which also uh, has not increased in recent years. So um, there's no common uh, formula for a successful chief data officer because the position's been uh, nascent and new for most organizations. There's been no common job description. Um, many organizations previously, some of those responsibilities re resided with the chief information officer. In early incarnations of the CDO role, often the CDO reported into the chief information officer. What we're saying now with many organizations is that the chief data officer is now a peer of the CIO reporting into a chief operating officer or a head of technology and operations or even into a CFO. You know, one of the more interesting numbers I found in your survey is with regard to the question of whether CDOs should be given a seat on the executive boards of their companies. According to what I see here, whereas a couple of years back around half of respondents said that the CDO should sit on the board. Now that number's down to 38%. And now half think that the CDO should instead be reporting to the executive committee, not themselves on it. Randy, how do you react to results like that? It's been really difficult for um, CDOs to be successful in their role um, for, for all of the factors mentioned. And in the 2020 survey, for the first time, we asked this question very bluntly. Um, how would you characterize the success of the CDO within your organization? And we, we gave three options, struggling with turnover, and uh, roughly 23% responded that that's where their organization was nascent and evolving. That was the majority, nearly 50%, and successful and established, approximately 27%. So if you think about that, it's just over a 
support of organizations uh, after a decade that really find that they've gained significant and meaningful traction in terms of um, making the CDO a successful role within their organization. So I think that that in part contributes to the um, response in terms of where the CDO should sit in the organization. I think that um, a number of organizations, uh, because of their level of disillusionment or frustration, have um, moved from um, a point of view that the CDO should report into the executive committee as opposed to sitting on the executive committee. I think that that's tied uh, directly to uh, the inability of organizations to gain the type of traction that they initially expected in the CDO role. And so as a result of that, they're defaulting to traditional management structures where they're asking the CDO to report into the uh, head of technology and operations, the CFO, the chief operating officer, or another member of the executive committee. Um, it's worth noting that for the past decade, I've been uh, moderating, organizing, and hosting the keynote panel each summer at the MIT Chief Data Officer Symposium. So each year I bring together um, a group of chief data officers from uh, large financial services and um, healthcare organizations just to give you uh, an idea for, from year to year. In our event coming up this summer, I'll be moderating the panel with chief data officers from MasterCard, CBS Health, Bristol-Myers Squibb, American Express, and Bank of China. Um, last year, my panel included chief data officers from Walmart, Citizens Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Cigna. And in the previous year, chief data officers from General Electric, Morgan Stanley, and General Motors. Uh, and it's the common experience of these organizations that all of these chief data officers are really struggling to be heard, uh, fighting for a voice at the table. Uh, trying to define this and establish as a formalized uh, high-level business function uh, within the large corporate structure, but um, we're not there yet. Mark, in your experience, how much does the management structure, so that side of things, influence the success of a CDO? Well, there's a phenomenon of accountability without authority at play in organizations where the CDO isn't truly a C-level officer um, who's able to marshal all of the resources necessary to make an impact. Um, CDOs need to make tough technology decisions and adjudicate conflicts between IT and business. Uh, and often these teams are vying for project prioritization. If companies are taking a wait and see approach to fully support a C-suite data function, and no wonder these CDOs struggle to move the needle in the face of lots of institutional inertia and, and resource contention. It's all the more reason to ensure that a, a CDO gets some really valuable projects completed quickly so that they can build the capital that will gain them the necessary remit to be strategically effective. We've talked thus far about some of the lukewarm results of your survey, maybe, but how about the positive stuff? So of all the organizations that you've peered into, Randy, what is it that makes the successful ones successful? How are they able to utilize their CDOs to the fullest? 
Yeah, there's three um, characteristics that I could offer from what um, I see as successful organizations. I would say they would be patient. In other words, there's no silver bullet. Don't expect miracles overnight. Uh, this takes time. Secondly, would be persistence. This is um, a challenge, an issue that you need to work work on and work on uh, consistently, um, and, and you need to uh, sustain those efforts o o over time. Uh, too many organizations uh, make a major commitment to data, data initiatives, data investments, the CDO role, but tend to abandon them or to um, reduce the level of support they have within the organization because they don't see results achieved overnight. So organizations like uh, Capital One or even to other degrees, uh, American Express or MasterCard didn't get to the point where they are today um, without persisting o o over many years. The third point I'd make here is uh, collaboration. We see the most successful organizations as those organizations that have built a strong collaboration between the technology functions and the line of business functions. Um, those organizations where the data initiatives are driven from a strong, um, the strong business sponsorship and tied to specific business goals and business outcomes, we see those as build, being the most successful. On the other side of the spectrum would be those organizations that build the capability but they don't have a strong business sponsorship in terms of defining use cases. We often say when we go into organizations, identify a first question or a second question or a third question, and let's uh, pull the data that's needed to answer that question. And by answering that question and by uh, uh, delivering a specific business outcome, an organization can start to demonstrate quick wins which build credibility, which lead to momentum. And it's through that process that organizations achieve success. Um, organizations that attempt to do a, a big bang or attempt to go off and build something for long periods of time, but not connected to day-to-day uh, uh, -day results, we see those as the instances where the organizations are less successful and when there's that integration and collaboration between the business and data and technology functions, we see the highest degrees of success. Okay, so that was Randy Bean. Um, Mark, what are your thoughts coming out of this? Well, while there's a lot still being defined about the CDO role, uh, who the CDO reports to, how success is measured, what the job actually entails, uh, I think one point from Randy's survey is clear. Data projects need to be tied to business initiatives and generating revenue. CDO role is less about defensive tasks that Randy mentioned around compliance and more about going on offense and helping the bottom line. I think that's worth keeping in mind, whether you're an experienced CDO looking for different projects or just starting your career in data and analytics. All right. Thanks a lot to Randy Bean for speaking with us. And thank you, Mark. Thanks, Nate. Take care. This has been the Data Masters podcast from Tamer. Thanks to everybody who's listening. <laughs>